Good afternoon, everybody. Hope everybody is doing well on this Wednesday. Um, my current theme has always been what is going to happen in 2020. And our political aspirations or our whether it's in our communities, municipalities, uh, small, medium towns, large, you name it. What is going to happen in 2020 that will affect, that will directly affect underserved and disenfranchised communities? I'm a pivot for a minute and I want to discuss and talk about uh, the President Trump signing of the initial trade deal with China. Some some people say this is the first chapter to, to uh, protract economically damaged fight with the world second largest economy, which is China. The impact it did open China's market to more American companies increase farm and energy exports, provide greater protection for American technology and trade secrets. Therefore, China has committed to purchase additional 200 billion worth of American goods and services by 2021, and is expected to ease some of the tariffs it has placed on America. But the agreement preserves the bulk of the challenge that Mr. Trump, President Trump, has placed in 360 billion worth of China's goods. It's maintained the threat of additional purchases of Beijing does not live up to the terms of the deal. Okay, now let's step back a little. The exchange, the show that I watched uh, on CNBC, had weighed in on this trade deal, whether it was a good thing or not. But they also said that the 10 highest stocks in this country, in America, control the market. So if the 10 highest stocks control the market, that's just telling you again that 1% of the people of the billionaires in this country, the billionaires in this country was about 1%, control almost 100% of America. Now, how did this trickle down to your city, your small town, your community store? How does this make you more profitable? How does this increase your net worth in your community? How does this allow the roads and the 
the uh, the abandoned buildings to be occupied by businesses. How does this trade trade agreement transcend to dollars for the underserved communities? I don't know if it does. I don't know if this trade war or any trade war or any process of economics is going to change the problems that we have in underserved schools. Is it going to put more money in the schools like Anacosta High School? Any uh, fair um, fair middle school? Peyton Forest Elementary School. Walt Whitman Middle School. Is this trade war and the trickle-down economics, as Republicans always say, will this change the narratives? Will this change the way these communities are functioning? I've been on this earth a long time, and I've seen a lot of things happen. I think the best narratives I can say is when Clinton was president and he was also impeached. Impeached was something that having sex I guess. But the narrative is really about what will 200 billion births of American goods and services by 2021 do for a town where underserved and disenfranchised communities have been underserved for years. If you walk the streets of somewhat of Southeast DC, which is the Ward 8, you will probably see some abandoned buildings that have been abandoned for at least 10 years. If you walk through some of the south side in Chicago, you will continue to see these abandoned buildings. Midtown Detroit, you will see housing, you will see, you will see abandoned buildings for blocks, for blocks, for blocks. What will these these goods and services do for these communities? How will these corporate greed CEOs, will they transcend any of these dollars to these communities? I would like to hold a phone like President Trump did with a couple of hundred of the CEOs and, and hedge fund managers to be in Detroit, to be in Southeast Washington, D.C., where they were at, the, where they were at, the, the, uh, the White House, 
All they had to do was take a tour down Pennsylvania Avenue all the way to, to the end where Merlin is the border between Pennsylvania Avenue and Washington in Southeast DC and see the plight and see the, the issues that continue to plague these underserved areas. Now don't get me wrong, everybody that lives in Southeast is not underserved. But when you cross that river, when you cross that river from Capitol Hill, when you cross that river, you have a lot of these problems. You have a lot of these problems. So what do you do? What do these corporations do? Do these corporations, are these corporations window dressings at the White House to say, okay, we are all in. We are going to make some major changes in this country with our dollars. We are going to structure major, major construction, major changes that will get rid of dilapidated buildings, bring in new businesses, banks, loans, bank loans for underserved and disenfranchised communities. So the grassroots organizations or the grassroots companies, whether it's a small consultant firm or whether it's a mom and pop store that want to have, that want to trans, transcend fresh fruit, fresh vegetables for the, for the people in their community. I know for a fact, unless you want, if you want fresh vegetables and fresh fruit on a daily basis, you have to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to the farmer's market, which is held in Capitol Hill, on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. If you want fresh fruit and fresh vegetables, you have to go to a a a market that is pretty much only open a couple of days a week in the southwest of Washington, of Atlanta, Georgia. Fresh vegetables. You can't go into stores in downtown or downtown Detroit and get fresh vegetables, healthy food items for your underserved community. Are these corporations, are these hedge fund managers, are these major billion, billion, billion dollar CEOs, are they going to go into these communities like J.P. Morgan? Is J.P. Morgan actually going to walk the streets of Detroit, walk the streets of South Southwest Chicago? walk the streets of Mississippi. Is, is actually they gonna walk the streets? I was in Jacksonville, Mississippi three weeks ago, almost four weeks ago. The same mall that was empty back in 2012 is still empty now. Where we held our summer camp for underserved kids for the whole entire summer and provided them with healthy foods and 
activities and education opportunities for these kids. Is this is this shining of the president's trade bill going to do something for those communities? Now, perhaps it might help the agricultural community. I recently saw that Secretary Purdue announced that this was a win-win for the Trump community and a win-win for the American people. But how do you know if it's a win-win if you got if you haven't gotten to the finish line yet? We know when you run a race, you just don't run to the first base and you say it's a win-win. I got on base. But you must go to second and third and then come home. That's a win-win. That's a win-win when the players are high-fiving each other coming across the plate. That's a win-win. But if you only hit the first base, the chances are that you're going to be out and then you'll wind up trying to go What is a win-win for the underserved and disenfranchised communities that are that are being being trampled on every day because they don't have us. One billionaire at the Trump trade signing with China. One, one now can serve an entire community in Louisville, Mississippi. One billionaire can serve an entire community in Clayton County, Georgia. One billionaire can serve an entire community in Brandywine, Maryland, D.C. One billionaire can serve an entire community in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? The signing of the trade, trade war. Most African Americans, most minorities been in trade wars since slavery. Trade wars and trying to get a good job. Trade wars and trying to have ample food put on the table for fresh vegetables and fresh fruit for their families. They've been in a trade war and trying to get proper education for their children. I had the pleasure to be at the TWC Professional Education Workshop in Tuskegee. And I had a conversation with some of the brightest minds 
male and female, minority kids in this country. And some of them was frustrated despite having a 4.0 or 4.4 grade point average. Some of them were frustrated because they're still paying. They're still paying for their to get a degree. But yet many of these young kids come out of school with no jobs or forced to work with a Yes, we continue to talk about how this is the greatest president ever. This is the conversation. This is the this is the the uh, water cooler moments where people are arguing about whether this is this president is 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 doing everything he can for our underserved and disenfranchised community. The proof is in the pudding. If you look outside your window and you ask yourself, has my neighborhood changed? When you look outside your window, you say, is that same homeless man or homeless woman still walking the street? driving along the roads of 25 or the roads of 495 or the streets of Pennsylvania Avenue or the streets of Mecklenburg, Virginia. You see homeless people, you see people walking the streets asking for a dollar. Is this trade war going to do anything? In California, we have a record number of homeless people. Many of these billionaires that came to the Trump trading signers live in California, live in one of the richest countries, standing richest states in the, in the, in the, in the, in the world. In the United States, I mean. Some of them came from Dallas, from the Texas area, where all is king and energy is king. They announced earlier that this trade war will help with our energy and our oil crisis in the United States. Why are we still buying oil from these countries when we have enough oil in the United States, enough energy in this country to service our customers. Why? Why are we in bed with so many corporations just like Obama was in bed with the healthcare industry? You see what they did when he went out of office. They shut it down. People were not able to use the healthcare industry, the health benefits, to get to get subsidies. 
I'm just blessed that I'm a veteran of the Vietnam War. And I have the opportunity to have health care. I have the opportunity to be looked at for the rest of my life. But many don't have this opportunity that I have and many veterans that have. Healthcare is expensive. And as your body hurts and aches and you need medication and you need this, does this trade war, does this trade signing help those aches and pains? I don't know the answers to what I put in front of you. But I do know that after decades of being on this earth, I've seen some of the worst and some of the good, some of the good and some of the bad in all of this. But we are we are embarking on a 2020 election. Who you go? Who do you go with? Biden. You know, who do you go with? Elizabeth Warren. Who you go with? Trump. Who do you go with? Who will take you to that next step and allow your community to flourish? To see the greater good in your community as Dr. Lowry has always said to me, it's the greater good that you have to look at. A man with such wisdom and provided so much wisdom to me when I came into Atlanta, Georgia. What is the greater good for you in your community? That's what's gonna drive your vote in 2020. Yeah, the president's being impeached. And yeah, he probably did some bad things and he, you know. I'm not here to judge. But when you look at what we what we talk about when we talk about truth and what is what is made for TV, it's up to you to understand to teach your child not to lie, teach your child the truth. But it's so hard in this community, in this, in this, in this world that we live in, because so many people bend the rules. And those that bend the rules never get, never get, never get where they supposed to. I want to say that the criminal justice system is is ruined, has ruined lives and and distorted the tr- the truth in America. Will this signing with China, is this the first step? Is this, does this get us the first base? People say it's a good first step. One analyst, a former economics and, and professional that worked for Clinton and Carter said that he's 
he's not optimistic about what's going on. Yes, it's a first step, but we know that China, China never plays by the rules. But does the United States play by the rules? I don't, I can't say. You got to be in the minds of all these politicians, whether Pelosi or McConnell, because they all lie. They all stress the truth somehow to make it the truth. But we got to look at our communities. We have to do better in our communities. And it doesn't it doesn't begin with this trade this trade war. It begins with us, grassroots NGOs, national organizations. Was the NAACP in the room? Was Jesse Jackson in the room? Was was uh, any of our economic leaders in the room? HR Russell was they were they in the room? Was hedge fund managers, uh, Mr. Smith, the game that, 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 that allowed Morehouse kids to, to have no debt? Was he in the room? How many of how many of us in the community was in the room? None. Because it was a show of some type of unity for these corporations that now they can, CEOs can make more money. They can make more money, more money. So I say in ending, look at what you think that this trade war is going to help you with buying power. Look at what the 2020 election is going to do for you in your community. You have to watch these things. You have to study these things. You have to watch the exchange on CNNBC. You have to read about this trade war you have to read about this deal and preserve your own. Whether you're on first base or you're able to go home. This is 2020, challenging and changing America.